I have returned to the land of the living. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. Every dead body that is not exterminated becomes one of them. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill.
Well, you know, you know who I followed out there. So, okay. you know, Mike and Donovan, or Donovan was out there for, I think, the first show, if I remember right. Yes, it was their first show, because like, originally MCW, they brought, like, all the, like, there was a guy, Dice Man, Ronnie Vegas, and all the, like, uh, you know, local Chicago guys that were really uh, old school, old school, and he brought in all these old WCW job guys, and then brought in, like, Bundy, and was spending his money, and it was, like, crazy, you know, so when Vic and uh, Jay started working for him, that's when he, he got him to start uh, booking indie guys, that's how Mike and Donovan got out there, and, um, I believe Tony Jones came out a couple times. So, you know, it helped. And a bunch of guys from the East Coast, too. Made a lot of connections, you know. So from there, I'm I'm assuming that you made a connection with Donovan and Mike. You moved out west. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, originally I was trained out here by, uh, by have you ever heard of Stunny Rogers? Uh, old AWA Stunny Rogers. He, oh, yeah. He had a school. Yeah, he had a school. I was trained by John Burke there. He was, uh, he, he was the head trainer at the time. And uh, I was there for, you know, a little bit of time, and then, yeah, like you said, I was doing MCW, and I was also doing other companies out here, LWF, and you know there, there, there was a few. And uh, then I met Mike and Donovan through that, and then I believe that that was in that was in like 2001, and I believe it was in like summer of 2001. It was right after they broke broke off from uh, All Pro out here. Well, yeah, well, I, I mean, they, I, they were still with Roland when they went, because I know they got it through Roland, basically. Right. Uh, then I think once we got signed, they was just about on the outs. So then it was December of '01 is when they actually signed up at a building and got a building, started school and stuff. So uh, there was a little bit of time off in between too. But then uh, I moved out there in April of '02, so you know it wasn't that far after when they started Iron. I, I was I, I was out there because like, like I think it started in January of '02. Was so. that that was the first show I think up in? It was up in Sonoma County, if I remember right. It was in U- Ukiah. Yeah, Ukiah, up in the middle of fucking that, that nowhere. In, <laughs> yeah, that was in June, June of '02. Yeah. And then wow. August, August of '02 is when they brought Masala in. That was that. Oh. Show. That was fun. That was a yeah. great show. But they only drew three fifty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but but in all reality, we 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 couldn't advertise Masala. Um, mm. You know, or Ogawa. And you know, you know, especially at that time, the internet was kind of just sort of like being used for a better tool of advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, all that was was flyering the area. That, that's what that, that's how we do for that show. And at that time, we, we were really happy with that draw. Mm-hmm. Extremely happy with that draw. Um, that was a great show. Yeah, I, I missed the second night, but I, I hit the first night, and that okay. that was good stuff. Yeah. So I mean, Nigel Nigel stole the show in the main event, and. That's what Honestly, got him. I'm his... talking about the first time he came out. He came out for the oh, fights, which was in oh, that's right, hot August fights. I yeah. missed that one, but I saw the tape. That's yeah. right. You're talking about you're talking the about second the one, international. Yeah, that was in like, April of '03, or maybe even a little later than that. June. Like June. Okay. Yeah. Well, my, the the reason I remember is for one, I got to meet Masawa face to face and shake his hand and and bow and whatnot, and then um, also that was a birthday gift from my wife because she knew I wanted okay. to go see Masawa. So Yeah, that's cool. That was a fun, fun show. That's one of the best shows I've actually ever been to. That's actually the last show that we did for Iron, I believe. Who'd you work on that night? I worked Tony Casino and Sal was in the main event with Masawa. Sal teamed up with Masawa and Ogawa. Okay. Well, that was that was the that was the Mike second night. Chicago. The first night was uh was Nigel and Bart Blackson against Ogawa and Masawa. Yes. 
that was the match that that Nigel. That's how he got his job in Noah. He impressed the boss. And sure, yeah. Maybe more power to him. Yeah. That show. That show was stacked. I mean, yeah, you had pretty much a Nigel. Though. I mean, you put him in front of him with. Oh, he is just just be seen. I mean, Nigel's really, really he's one of the best outside. I mean, it shows. You know, um, oh, it was, it was an opportunity. You knew as soon as the side was him, he'd want to use him. You know. Exactly. You see, we had uh, B.J. Whitmer against Bison Smith. That was yes. fun. Yes. That was fun. And then uh, Team Chaos, my boys, Modest and Morgan against the SAT. Right. Which was interesting. The SAT yeah. actually kept up with them. <laughs> yeah, the SAT. Those, those guys are something else. Do you guys like them out there? Um, I'm not a real big fan of them. Why is that? I got big into them in 2002, 2003. Sure. Now, you pop in a tape of a 2007 match, it's the same. They haven't evolved. Right. And that's, I mean, you're in this business, you learn and you evolve because you don't want the fans to see the same thing every weekend. Sure. But, I'm just interested because um, actually a lot of people share that exact same point. So. Yeah. But they are damn good trainers. They are really good trainers. I okay, give them great. that. All money is legal. Okay. Those kids are pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, see, Drew Blood from okay. PWU. And what's that? What's That's that crazy. I had, no, I had no idea that they even had a school. Um, Drew Blood and his partner was... Uh, Devin Moore? Thank you. There you go. Another IW Mid-South regular. They trained Devin Moore? There you go. No shit. I, I, I had no idea. That's it. Yeah. Those four guys were their first students. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. There you go. Excellent. You, you, so it sounds like you know your indie stuff, huh? Of course. Of course. <laughs> great. Well, there's nothing else to watch. No, that's true. Yeah, there's there's nothing, nothing else for me to do on a Monday night. <laughs> Too bad. You know, this this past Monday I watched the new Takara commercial DVD other than Raw. Explain that. What is the, what is the commercial DVD? Um, it was put out by Big Vision. Okay. Big Vision Entertainment, where it's pretty much uh, a best of. It's a sampler of Chikara. Oh, and great. got a bunch of wacky shit on it. Is it like well, in stores? Is that what you're telling me? Like they got it all, all out? Yeah, it's in um, it's in regular retailers. Walmart, uh, Best oh, Buy. Good and, for them. They got, yeah. they, got, they got a good product, man. We were, we were oh. quite a few times. I'm hooked. Yeah, they're great. Oh, I'm hooked, and I'm hooked on Larry Sweeney. He's the man. <laughs> How do you not, man? He's, he's the best. We, we were actually on his team for a Cybernetico. Mm -hmm. That was last year, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That was a really good match. Yeah, it's long. It's a very long match, but there's a, it keeps people going because it's, it, it's just a, the pacing of it. Mike, you know, Mike's real good at that kind of stuff, and he's done them now, so hmm. it made it real easy, you know. I've seen I've seen quite a few cyberneticos from CMLL in Mexico, and those things are just—it's like a beehive. You have guys flying all over. But the Chikar, the Chikar version—they they tend to tell a story, and that's where they either end a feud or start something, or you know that's—I don't want to say it's their WrestleMania, but it kind of right. is where things sort of come to a head and then they move on. Did they have one this year? Yes, they did. It was uh, the Kings of Wrestling against uh, Lince Dorado and all his Mexican friends. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so it was kind of... It, huh? it was made mostly to build up uh, 
the match from a couple weeks ago, Dorado and uh, Mitch Ryder in the hair match. Oh, yeah, that's where he, fuck, where he, where he hurt himself, right? Yeah, sick bump, man. Uh, a buddy of mine, a close friend of the show, Alex Saint, out there in San Diego, God bless. Um, he was in the front row, and he said it was the sickest bump that he's ever seen live. Really? Yeah, that's he right, just landed, right. landed right on his head and neck, and, man. Yeah, that's no, that's no good. Yeah. No good at all. But, yeah, we haven't heard any word at all about him, so there hasn't been any news updates on Mr. Dorado at all. But Interesting. Hopefully he'll be okay. Oh, I hope so. He's, he's, uh, that kid's got a lot of talent. He's yeah. going to be a breakthrough star. Oh, man. Well, I'm sure he'll be fine. Very good. Okay, so you went... Did you work anywhere else when you were living out here? Yeah, I worked for Billy Blade before it turned into an APW company. Mm-hmm. Get the name of it. I don't know if he still runs or not, but I worked a couple shows for him. Was it Bakersfield or Modesto? I think it well, it became APW Central something, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, I know it was South. I know it was South. But I really don't remember. It's right when I first moved out there, and I wasn't really familiar with the area at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, when I moved out there, I wanted to retrain and start over. That you know, Mike Donovan had something different to offer than anybody else was pretty much offering at the time. You know, it's it's the style that everybody's doing today, but that was the only place to learn at the time. Mm-hmm. At all. How was how was Mike's training? Um. Well, it's very specific and very easy and very basic. He teaches mm-hmm. you what you need to be a pro wrestler. You know, that's the difference. He, a lot of trainers try to train you to be them. Mike doesn't want you to be him. Because then what the, what's he going to do when he goes out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So he trains you a basic thing, and then throughout that he finds what you are and programs it accordingly. He's a very good trainer. Um, Mike, though, unfortunately, like, like when I was first there, he, he was a head trainer. And then that, that was for about nine months or so, ten months, and then he, he moved. He moved kind of far away, so then it was more like once a month, you know, then slowly kind of tapered away because he, he was pretty far north. Uh, which you got Reading, if I remember right, yeah. No, he was in he was in Fairfield for a while, Fairfield. and that that wasn't that was that was like an hour and a half. Right. That's that was as close as he got to the school. Then for those, he moved. For those that are listening, uh, Fairfield is is halfway from San Francisco to Sacramento, so yeah, so yeah. people get an idea. Sure. It's about an hour and a half if you were able to take a line and stretch it directly to Hayward, California, which is where our school is at. Right. Um, obviously, you can't go straight, but um, you know, it's, for for him, it was difficult because like everybody else, training school start at six, seven o'clock at night. Well, if anyone drives in California, even in the far off country land, and there's traffic, because you can't that can't avoid that, that drive going through Vallejo, man, that shit is horrible. Yeah, I mean, I believe it's eighty. He took eighty to six eighty. Yeah. 680 to, uh, I don't remember all the roads, but those alone to tell you that it was a nightmare if you've ever been on them. They're nightmares, and, and Modest isn't going to sit in traffic, and I, I, I wouldn't get to fuck that, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And there was enough guys there. Donovan wasn't far. He was he was a 45-minute drive, so Donovan was there a lot, you know? Um, and Rick Thompson at the time, that's the guy that trained Modest. Mm-hmm. Trained, um, I believe, uh, I don't even want to say, he trained a lot of old-timer guys. He got a lot of guys' spots. And that uh, was a very good heel, very good uh, old-time black heel, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just knew how to sell and sell baby faces and put baby faces over. Um, 
and that's pretty was, much how we were trained, you know. Rick Rick was was a was a TV guy for San Francisco, and yes. and then he would work probably the first and second match, you know, around the loop and whatnot, where he would be the one to work with the young kids. And Rick was an exceptional worker, and he never really got the credit that he should have. No, that wasn't his job. His job wasn't to be seen and to be noticed like that, you know. And he he, he didn't mind it because he knows it's a work, and he 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 enjoyed. He enjoyed just being Rick, you know. And even if you get those hot August fights, um, that that might be the only one that was available you can get him on. He's wrestling the three other guys, his partner and the two other guys in the match. Those are their all their first matches, mm-hmm. and it's a rocking match. And, they, and I think they went like twelve minutes. I think you only see about eight minutes of it because it's kind of cut and chopped. Because you know at that time we weren't putting out two DVDs. It's just how how it was. But the match was very good, and it's all good to Rick. And he knew pacing, he knew timing, and he knew how to put over baby faces. And that's that. That's a very difficult thing. A lot of guys don't do it, you know. Speaking yeah, of Rick, especially. did you ever meet Rick's son, Robert? Uh, that's not even really a son. That's actually Robert was doing uh, some parts, for, uh, you know, and they needed him to change his name from whatever it was or something, and he ended up taking Robert Thompson. So mm-hmm. it was more just like a thank you thing. Uh, but, no, I never met him. Um, but I heard nothing but good things about him. Modest really liked him. I know he liked, he liked working with him. Yeah, he was solid. Um, yeah. After uh, Mustafa left the Gangsters in ECW, Paul contacted Robert Thompson to be, come in and be New Jack's partner. What he, happened? He, he didn't want to leave his family. Really? Yeah, Robert is really big into his family, so he just he like never, out there? He never took the break. And, you know, who would have known what happened? Yeah, because, you, you know, New Jack's the mouth and, and the hardcore type part of the team, and Robert would be the, you know, the I'll put in the 15 minutes in the ring type of sure. worker, but, yeah, that, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, but, you know, that's what happens when you don't, when you don't know, um, you know, we know for sure nothing happened. That's yeah, the exactly. You, you got to take opportunities, because you don't get a whole lot of them, you know, there's little windows, and a lot of guys don't even get those, you know, you just got to stay at it. Some get the windows, and some fuck it off. Exactly. So that brings me up to Aaron O'Grady, Crush Holly. Any memories of hanging out yeah, with Crash at all? So about three or four, months, maybe a little more, or so before he died. So mm-hmm. what happened was uh, the Fed let him go, and I believe he was living in Florida. I believe he was living with uh, Stevie Richards. Richards. Yeah. Yeah. From, from, from yeah, and from there, his wife. And I'm sorry, take that back. The woman that had his child. Mm-hmm. They lived in Palo Alto, California, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's about, what is that? It's around San Francisco, isn't it? A little north Yeah, about 30 miles out, yeah. Okay. So very nice area, very pretty area. Uh, right, right right, on the water, actually. Really, really nice area. Um, so he was coming out to see her at the same time. Him and Donovan were always real close. They, they always were able to go out and have a real time together. Uh, so we did a lucha show. Iron had a lucha show in San Francisco. This is mm-hmm. the first time that Crash was really coming back around. And Crash was really coming back around. So that that's when he brought um, I forget her name, real pretty girl. I don't remember her name, but uh, that's when he brought his uh, his ex around. So he was starting, to, you know, really 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 start hanging out more. Cause he was coming to see her, and I think they were kind of starting to get back together. Um, and at that time, Iron was starting to run, you know, every five weeks or so, starting to really do more stuff. Um, so the plan was we started doing the open tryout. Uh, people would come in. Uh, we put them through a little test, and then they'd come in the office, and we'd 
you know, explain to them, you know, kind of what wrestling is about. You know, and the best thing was is we had Crash sitting there. So he, you know, if he said anything, the kid would just sit there and nod and stare at him and shake, you know, okay, great, where do I sign up? So he was like this great selling point for the company because, you know, I mean, he was just fresh off TV and he's just starting on TNA. It was, it was awesome, you know. Um, and and, and he, would, uh, he would do whatever it takes to, to make a sale. He was a good car salesman kind of guy, you know. The guy you saw is Crash Holly. That, that the TNA character of him, that's Crash Holly. He, he's cool. That, at least the, one, the guy that I met, you know. Very fun, very energetic. Uh, big loss. And a huge loss to Iron, too, because he, he, he would have been a huge help at the time that we needed something to uh, take that next step, you know. I have to agree. Mike Mike was a good guy. He always had time for the fans. Yeah. He always had time. I met Mike in the summer of 97, and he is just an amazing dude. And so much he talent. And he enjoyed it. And under, he's another guy that understood uh, under. He knew the business was the work, you know. And he, he just wanted to get the reaction, get the payday, and go home and laugh about it. That, that was pretty much his philosophy, you know. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to laugh at yourself if you run around the ring like a leprechaun, you sure. know, holding a pot of gold. Absolutely. Okay. And then yeah. you know he'd, he'd run around the ring with this with this goofy gimmick. Then he'd get in the ring and he would just you know work circles around everybody. Sal and I got to work him on a Friday night and a Saturday night, um, and he, he teamed up with Hook Bomber. I'm sure he'd Hook wrestle. Before. Oh yeah, Little Hook. Yeah, you know, and he, and he was pretty green at this time too. So we were all pretty green, and he, he helped us in pacing and timing and little tag spots and keeping guys on, you know, keep, don't send the guy against this rope because it's where his partner's at. You know, dumb things that you should know, but actually someone has to tell you about. Well, he told us a lot of those dumb things that turned out to be with great little hints, you know, that we still use to this day. It's, it's pretty sad, man, because I think he would have helped out a lot of guys, in the, especially going to California where the team was kind of dying out. Um, it would have been interesting to have him up north because, like, you know, there's nothing up north. Nothing. So, there's Kirk White and Big Time Wrestling, and... Uh, Supreme Pro up in Sacramento. That's it. That's yeah. all we have. Too bad. And I'm not going to drive up to up to Sacramento, you know, because that's just not my thing. Right. Um, I'm not knocking the the, the hardcore product. Huh? It's just not my thing. But yeah, it, no, it's if it's not, it's not. You know, but people like all, all aspects of wrestling. That's what's cool about wrestling. You know. That's what I love about IWM Mid South. Yeah. Exactly. You get your you get your goofy comedy stuff. You get your your stronger style. Then you can get you know usually a pretty good tag match if you're booked on the card, and uh, <laughs> a death match at the end usually. But yeah. That's, that's that's what it's about. That's what Dusty Rhodes said. You 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 have your your first course. Then then you have your salad. You have your potatoes, and then you get your steak mm. in the end. It's not that's just, how it is. you know now nowadays no one is a draw. No one draws money. It's the company that draws the money if they put on an entertaining show. That's what guys don't understand. Sure. You know, well, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Jeez. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm no, just... no. I guess I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, um, like we have our own company now, um, Elite, Pro Wrestling Elite. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've been going two years now, and we, we, we give you that same kind of feel. We do seven or eight matches, usually seven. On the bigger shows, it's eight. Um, all the singles matches go from seven to eight minutes, you know, maybe nine. Um, if it's a main event singles, it goes 15. The tag matches go eight to 12. We keep a very fast-paced show. We do take an intermission, obviously, to sell, you know, sell merchandise and sell whatnot. Um, but it's a very fast-paced show, and 
the guys, we don't give them a lot of time to waste out there. You know, I think that's what happens on a lot of indie shows. Guys are given too much time or not any time. They're not reined in, and they don't really know how to do much more than that. You know, and or you give them too much time, and they want to take all the time, and they want to be out there longer, and they just throw so much shit, you know, against the wall. And it's so boring by the time you get to, like, the fourth or fifth match. By the time you get to the intermission, people want to go home because they've seen five main event matches, kick out, finish, kick out, finish, you know. Mm-hmm. That's not interesting. you got to have a show that has that builds to a main event, you know, and can pace through a main event or give you different different things throughout the entire show, you know. It's hard. Running shows are hard. Exactly. Just people are interested, you know. That's why there's a lot of movies and there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of things to watch. It sucks. What do you watch out there? Do you like Gorilla? I haven't seen a lot of Gorilla, but I know they're still doing really good down there. Um, I've kind of turned away from Gorilla. Really? Um, because they've they've stopped pushing a lot of the the local local guys, and they're bringing in flying in more. Okay. Who are they pushing that you don't like? Um, I I'm gonna get heat for this, but I think Joey Ryan's overrated. Really? I yeah. love Joey Ryan, man. His he tag stuff, so his tag stuff with, with Carl is awesome. I would love to see Carl and and Joey against the Saints, we, which we would be to, a teardown match. But we 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 did it for Ian two a, a month ago. There you go. Well, I'm behind. Oh, I haven't gotten my smart mark order yet. So I, I, I'm telling you, him a few years ago, I would I would understand because he was just kind of he was in the explanation. It was just you know whatever, but. Him now is great. I mean, he's coming to his own. His offense matches his gimmick. The gimmick's great. He knows when to turn it on and when to turn it off. He's very entertaining. His wrestling, I think, is very good. It's better than that. I like, I like, I like him now than the Texas Tech Wizards. Great. Okay. Well, I need uh, to get in. I need to get in some more non non gorilla Joey Ryan stuff. So. Yes, uh, all his mid south stuff's really good. That's all I really seen him do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. Him uh, TPI this year. Him and Quack tore it down. Yeah, that was I fun. Was, uh, him against Chuck Taylor was pretty good, too. There you go. So funny. Well, Chuck Taylor, there's another kid. He's, what, 21 years old? Oh, I think so. Maybe even younger than that, I think. Jeez. He's he's going to be, you know, he's 2006's or 2007's uh, internet darling, like Davey Richards was last year. But right. I, I, I think he's top of the line. He's got that, that scrawny, I'm, I don't... I'm pretty sure the guys out in the crowd can kick my ass, but I'm not afraid to talk the shit look. I'm <laughs> right. heel, and I'd really dig him, man. I'm, I'm really get into Chuck. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. Yeah. I like that yell thing, that scream thing he does. is really funny. He's entertaining. Yeah, well, we haven't we haven't Chuck on the show in early December. Oh, cool. So, yeah, 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 I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. Yeah, he's, he's been fun. he's been requested, and I listen to my listeners. So there you go. <clears throat> so. After you moved from California, you moved back to the Chicagoland area? No, we moved to Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we we that's went right. to the wild side. And we wanted to learn to work with cameras and stuff, you know, on a very low end, mm-hmm. you know, not with, where there's not a lot of, no one's really looking at it closely, you know. Mm-hmm. And Bill Barron taught us a lot of good stuff that we didn't really know. Um, you know, come out, face the hard cam, play the hard cam, just dumb stuff. Again, there's, all, there's so many things in wrestling you need to be told that you really don't need to be told that you pay attention um, that's what happens. You get blinded because you're just doing it, you know. See, you go to certain areas and you learn what you want to learn. And that's what we were doing at that time. We learned out in California how to strong style, basically just 
get in there and fight, get in there and wrestle and eat a very competitive match. And so the wild side, when they can give a bigger shit about that, and they want the arm drags and they want very tight, you know, uh, southern style wrestling, you know, and then you combine the two, and then you're something completely different. And that's what we had offered on that. We were something completely different. And then we had Tony Mamaluke. They put Tony Mamaluke with us, um, whatever it was, for four months, and then he bailed. That guy's got more issues than anything. It, 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 it was it was sad. So we weren't using him either. So then we kind of fell off there and went outside. But then at that time, we was getting ready to get sold to uh, WWE. Was going to buy him, you know. And we knew we were there was nothing there for us at that time. We were I think we were 140 pounds. Just, you know, we wouldn't even be referees. So uh, that's when we came back up north. So that was in February of '05. So when you were in Atlanta, did Barons get Barons got you a few shots with TNA, didn't they, for the Explosion show? Um, we did Explosion when we were in California. So oh, okay. that's how we first met Barons. That's when we decided that Iron was just wasn't the place anymore. It just wasn't. It just wasn't happening. You know, and we kind of started writing that ball. Um, you know, it was real sad towards the end. So we wanted to get the fuck out of there. I think, I think it was gone a year later anyway, so it was kind of the right, it was the right idea, but um, got, we, we got we got down south and learned what we wanted to learn down there, and they got bought out at the same time, and, and we we kind of had it in with Ian because mm-hmm. we were doing the wild side versus uh, IWA feud. It just so happened to be that's what they were doing at the time, and Brandon just so happened to be like their baby face, so Brandon's my other brother. No. So Brandon. it just worked out. Well, yeah. you brought him up. Honest opinions on Brandon in the ring. My honest opinions? And then I'll give you mine. Wow, interesting. Honest opinions. Um, I think when my when my brother comes to the show and if I told him, Brandon, you could be R V D tonight. I don't I don't mean do all this moves and be a mark, but I mean you could go out there and either be a heel, be a face, just go out there and just get over and you're wrestling sting. <laughs> He'd go out there and give me the best match I I could ever see him in. But if I say Brandon, I have someone to go out there and tear it down. If I don't give him enough little key things to do and say, do this, do this, do this, it's not going to be what I want. And am I looking for too much? Maybe. But I think if he doesn't get excited, I think sometimes he doesn't bring his A game. He knows that. We've had conversations about it. Uh, that's that's my honest thing on Brandon. When he wants to be and has an idea and is, is fighting a guy that wants him to gel, he can have phenomenal matches. I have to I have to agree. Um it sometimes it seems like he's just not motivated to go out there and tear it down. But on the other hand, when he does you know, when he is motivated, he's top of the line indie talent. I, I think he's got a great look. I think he has great personality and he doesn't do as much as that he actually really has, if you know you know, as well as I do. Mm-hmm. Um and the problem is is that he lives his his other life. He's very busy. He has his own business, and he doesn't really have time to focus on just wrestling. And, you know, if you've never done it before, yeah, this is something you have to focus on all the time. And it's not that he doesn't think about it all the time, but he can't focus on it all the time. And his off weekends, he gets excited because he can do other things, just like we all do. But um, you know, it's almost like one, one foot out the door kind of thing. You know, um, IWA is kind of dimming down. The lead only runs once a month. Um, only Sal and myself are working for Harley right now, but hopefully he'll be working for him when we all go down in, in December. This is what happens, you know. So I just think once he gets re-motivated and kind of gets the ball uh, moving in a different direction, you we get him down to St. Louis, that, that's our big goal. Get him down there. We're going to work there every weekend pretty much. 
um, kind of refocus again. And I think at that point he's going to he's going to value it differently because working for Harley you get a lot more advantages. You get to work, you know, the darts pretty much anywhere you want to drive to. Harley will call and get you on. So that's a pretty, you know, that's pretty big. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of my partners, Alex Saint. That's one of his one of his thoughts. He, he's thinking of moving out to out to Missouri to train, you know, with Harley because if Harley happens to like you, then you you know you'll be able to drop Harley's name and you know all will be good. Well, this is the best thing about Harley. The guy you see on TV, that killer, that savage, is not Harley Race. He isn't. He is. Trust me, he could be. But his guys, he takes care of, man. All his students are super loyal. I mean, they kill for him. And that whole town, if you go to Eldon, Missouri, where, where the school's at, the whole town would kill for him. He literally is a legend in that town. And so are his students. Not legends, but they're treated the same. Um it's it's incredible actually. We, we we spent the week down there. We did that uh, Noah camp uh, mm-hmm. in September, and it's incredible, man. There's on, on the people on Pizza Hut billboard. It says "Welcome WLW wrestlers." Uh, the Jiffy Lube, stop in and say hi, WLW wrestlers. Like they had it on signs. I mean, they they dig that in that area, and you feel important when you're down there. You feel part of something. And right next to his school is a gym. They're right across the street is where they run their shows when they're in that town. From January to June, he runs every Friday and Saturday night. I mean, the guy's got something going on, you know. And then now they have St. Louis TV open back up again, and he's running it. So, you know, you go down there, you learn, and if you learn and you stick it out, he will help you. It's not a matter of if he likes you, if he doesn't like you. I mean, mm-hmm. stick it out, he likes you. Well, I meant so, by making really a, making a good impression. And oh, sure. You know, I, I didn't. It's not, it's not really that difficult. You just got to go there and put your time in, mm-hmm. and appreciate what he has to offer. And, uh, you know, sweat and get it done. And then that, 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 that's how everybody in there is. You know, everybody pays their dues, and they come up, and uh, they get on their, their little TV program, and Harley teaches you the, the right way. Every match, every match is pretty much called out there. A lot of the guys call all their stuff. Eight minutes, take it home. The ref lets you know it's home. If it's not home, the bell rings. Then you look like an idiot. It's very, it's very professional. It's very – I love it down there, uh, you know. It makes you work. It makes you work how you're really supposed to work, not go out there and steal a show. It's more go out there and go to the main event and get your shit in. Here's your allotted time, you know, and it finishes the school, boys, so make it entertaining, you know. It's great. I love it down there. It's cool. Hopefully you guys get in and, you know, they've got some uh, pretty decent guys down there. And, and, you know, I mean, it's not like you're probably not going to get to the Fed through that way, like, uh, Trevor Murdoch did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the farthest thing from a cookie cutter look, which is great stuff. But uh, he does have the ties to Noah. So right. that, that's more our, our goal, man. I got to be honest. I, I'm not into the be. I'm not. I'm not into the product. I'm not in. I'm not into it. I just. I, I can't even. I can't even sit down and look at it. Like I just get. It's almost offensive. You know, when you watch some of the shit sometimes. So for me, that's more my goal is, is because the. I, I just want to do this enough. I want to get. I like to get overseas. I like to get the Mexico. I want to do something. I'm not looking. I want to be on it. Doesn't really doesn't look that much fun to me. It just doesn't. It seems like everyone there is miserable at times. You know, fuck that. It's not that every job isn't miserable at points, but you know, just get a little bit of notoriety, get some shit working, and then I like to have my company, which is elite. You know, take it off. That's that, that's more the goal. That's really it, that's more fun to do than anything. Um, we got a good group of guys too, 
So cool, cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's very fun. I forgot the question though. So <laughs> sometimes you gotta you gotta remind me if you ask me a question. Nah, no question. I'm just shooting the shit. That's what we do here. Good. Okay. Looks like you are in the middle of another program with Ian Rotten. Oh, well, what, are, what are your what are your feelings on the boss man? It's funny. I'll tell you the story of, of the Iron Saints and Ian Rotten. It's actually kind of long, but it's kind of funny. It's funny. It's, it's interesting. But sure. we were never ever supposed to be part of IWA itself. So. Uh, there's a lot of guys that didn't want us there. We know this now because you know he he told us later. Um, you know the Punks, Dave Prezak, Danny Daniels. Uh, I even heard Ryan Boss, who I thought was a pretty mm-hmm. friend of mine. Um, those those guys were telling him at the time, you know, don't bring those guys in because we were wanting to come in and work, you know. Um, I think we did, there was a show called The Dark Mark Show. They didn't use Smart Mark. And they used a different company for one show. Something happened. Mm-hmm. We worked that show. We wanted to come back in. I mean, we got, you know, the crowd was chanting, bring them back, bring them back. And we never got brought back. We thought it was odd. And then later on that year is when the Wildfire thing happened and we moved. And we had, you know, got the connection with them, and decided to move back up north and basically just work with Ian, you know. Well, we were still just kind of being there. You, know, you didn't know if we were going to job. You didn't know, we didn't know what was going to happen. It was very, you know, when you first work for Ian, it's very intimidating. And I think everybody will tell you that because he doesn't really talk to you. He, he wants to see what, you know, what you got, you know. You've got to get over with his crowd first, basically. So, you know, whatever we're working, we do, we do all the shows. We drive to all the armories. This is when he's doing armories every Friday and Saturday night, you know, everywhere. Doing all the shows, um, he's putting us over. He's taking care of us. We're you know, we're, we're wrestling all you know the right guys. And then um, this is when Oz and Trick Davis were the champs. We we're going. We're getting into the Philly show now. This first shout out to Philly. Um, something to prove. You familiar with it or not? Oh, oh yeah, Necro Joe. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> of course, exactly. That, it, was, it was that show. So the uh, uh, what you would call it. Eric Priest and Silas Young were, were also supposed to be part of that tag team scramble. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't happen because Silas, Silas uh, I guess, had his girlfriend's graduation or some shit. So there was a whole story to it. And he, so he didn't, he no-showed Ian. Well, they were supposed to get the belts from Trick, and they were supposed to get our run, basically. Um, and <laughs> he didn't show up. So I remember we were sitting out in, in the alley. You ever been to the arena? Ever? No. Uh-huh. There's a little back alley there where everybody parks. Well, we're all sitting back there, and we're kind of talking, like, well, you know, Silas can be here. No one's seen him. No one knows nothing. And then we get the word that he's not going to be there. We're like, interesting. The other tag teams in the match, I'm trying to think who they were. I don't remember, but I, I remember the feeling at the time that we were like, well, they got, it, it's got to come to us. There really is no other. I think it was like B-Boy and my brother, which B-Boy, you know, he's not going to bring him in all the time. Right. All these thoughts start going through your head, you know. But if it's the same sense, we 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 didn't think we were just, we weren't over with them yet, you know. Well, mm-hmm. they put the belt on us, and then um, something happened, and we ended up having to work Ian and Axel in a tag match. Well, we had the idea to take the belts off us right away, and then we'll do this little program. Well, then we do this little program. Then Ian, then Ben Sell and I stomp on his head and, and crack his head, and, and you know shoot fuck him up for a little bit, and then it turned into this whole program where we grabbed his kid and tried to you know. You know, double stomp his kid. We we choked his wife when she was pregnant. Called her a fat bitch. You know, she was eight eight months pregnant. You know, um, it turned into this whole thing. It turned into this whole friendship. And we've been on the road together. Um, I've I've been to his family's house out in uh, 
Sam. Same thing with uh, Audi. I'm so bad with, with the places. Uh, when we went out to Chicago together, uh, and we had crabs. Uh, it was great, you know. And, and I, there's not a, enough good things I can say about Ian. A lot of guys shit on him. A lot of guys say this, that about him. Things with money, absolutely. Things can get shady. But if you stay, if you stay straight with him, and he stays straight with you, and you don't let him bend, he don't let you bend, and you just stay legit. Everything will stay legit, you know. It, when you let him walk all over you, he's gonna walk all over you, and then you're the idiot, not him. That's the business. It's not him, you know. But sounds uh, fair. Him, him and I have definitely stood face to face before and argued, but at the end of it, we respected each other because we did that, you know. And and this is right and this is wrong, and that's Ian Rotten. And well, you guys don't give him credit for that, but I respect him. He he is solely responsible for turning Sal and I into a heel tag team. Nobody else took the time to form. Like what we did out here, we learned, how to, we learned how to hit hard and we learned how to, you know, pace that kind of match. Wild side, we learned how to, you know, just southern wrestle with a good finish. When we came up north, he taught us how to be hated and how to put it all together and not do shit we didn't have to do. Very easy stuff, you know. Just have a really nice finisher. Everything else, bump and sell, you know, and he'd just be real mean. And he, and he would give us pointers, and he talked us through that whole our whole run with him. He he created us, you know. Um, if you go back and watch it, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of shows through Smart Mark, and I think we wrestled him, shit, twenty times, thirty times. Mid 2005 through 2006, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then you know it's kind of fun. <laughs> it uh, we came out of it. You know, we did we did the match with him and Pondo against Sal and I in the Taipei Death Match, the no rope bar bar. You see that? Oh yeah. Okay. So that ended it. They get the bells, the whole feud ends, it goes away. Um you know, some more time passes and stuff, and then, then we we get to the Candido Cup. We shoot him, you know, little baby face turn the crowd likes us and all this shit now. Uh and then we go into this little program a couple weeks back, or maybe it's about a month ago now, where Sal Sal's going to team with Ian and I team with Brandon, right? Mm-hmm. Real funny. They come out matching gear. Me and Brandon got matching gear on. And they start doing the King of B spots. They're in and out. And the crowd's the crowd laughing. The ref, the ref's in on it. We're getting pissed off. Brandon and I try to do what the ref calls us on and throws one of us out gets the legal guy back in. I mean, it was, it was, it was awesome. So we went to a little feud there. So that, that was kind of restarting the feud up again. But then we ended it that night and, you know, Basically, I wanted to work with him one more time before he, before it was done. Um, I wanted to thank you. We, we, when we get in there, it's fun, man. There's something about him that just he wants you makes you turn it on because if you don't, you just get beat up by him. <laughs> That's no fun, you know. It's so. it's a shame that that Ian gets the bad mouth. It's it's really not fair. Yeah, I mean he's he's running shows. You know, he he gets guys paid eventually if there's. Financial problems are, are not my thing. Whatever, that's Ian's issue. But he's running shows. He's getting these young kids work. You know, he's he's showing. You know, breaking. You you see new faces come up through IWA, and then they branch out. And mm-hmm. you know, plus the plus the things he's done in his career. I mean, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, the stuff he did with with Axel and ECW was fucking nuts. Yeah. But they did what they had to do. He made his name. Well, people don't realize IWA, like, Ian will book you and Ian will tell you what he wants you to do. But you can go out there and pretty much do kind of whatever you want to do. But you better hope it gets over 
or he's going to be like, what, what, what was that? But if it gets over, he's not going to stop you from doing it. Mm-hmm. Not because you, you, okay, do it. It works. Do it. And that's 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 the thing. A lot of companies don't give you. That. You know, a lot of companies don't give guys like Jack Siller an opportunity to get the figure for a leg lock over. A lot of companies don't. You know, he don't spend time on it. You just got to show up at every show. Be there every show. You know. So so Ian, let me get this right. Let me know if I'm right on this. Ian's booking philosophy is to put a lot of the thinking and, and, you know, the writing into the main event programs and then everything underneath could kind of, if it makes sense, run their own type of program? This is what happens. If you're there regularly enough and you're there long enough, Ian will come up with something for you. Now, with that being said, he's got a roster of like 60 guys. Not really, but that's how far it's branch out. Right. So he'll start something with B-Boy and then you won't see B-Boy for four or five months. So now whoever he started something with B-Boy with, he has something else with. So now there's another little program going on with something else. So sometimes that's what happens when people say you can't ever get a storyline with him. Well, you can't if it's unrealistic at the time. He's here at the time, and you're, he's, you know, the guy's not in the area. But if you have local guys, he's going to run a He's going to take Jack Silver and he's going to let him feud with Jimmy Jacobs because they're local, and he can, let, he can do stuff with them, you know. So that's, I think this last year or so, year and a half, he's really stayed away from trying to book the outside guys in angles. Mm-hmm. Book, the out, book the outside guys to come in and put his guys over and run the angles with the inside guys. And that's why I think in the last year his stuff's gotten more interesting. Um, you know, and I know he's starting to, to do now is more vignettes and promo type stuff um, with guys. So when he starts doing that, and the DVD's going to change a little bit, product's going to change a little bit, Um We'll see, you know. I don't know. I, I love IWA, though. We've been there a little over three years now, and it's it's great. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Ian's got a hell of a product, and we here at Rubber Guard definitely support all indies. Cool. Except for all pro wrestling and Hayward, but that's... <laughs> I think everyone hates them. I don't even know them. I don't oh. even know them, but everyone hates those guys. You watch Beyond the Mat, and it's very true. That is really... <laughs> but I mean, I, I have my own personal heat with the man. So, but okay, uh, did you, know. you go to all pro reps? You try to go there or something? No, not a, no, no, no. I never tried to break in. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <Okay>. No, <laughs> the world only needs one Taz, not two. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. I'm five nine and two ten, so <laughs> yeah, really it doesn't work that way. <laughs> okay, so um, what do you have coming up booking wise, other than IWA? Uh, let's see. Well, like I said, I just I started working with this Lucha company. I'm almost embarrassed. I don't know their name. Um, there's a few different ones out here. But they work at the Congress Theater, which is pretty cool. And they run what, Friday nights, yeah? They were Friday and Sundays, depending okay. on They usually run Sundays, but this was the first Friday for a while. Um, mm-hmm. We work for CZW. We work for PWU. We work... Uh, <laughs> said, oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Those are the dogs. The, the killer uh, Chihuahua and Minton that I got here. I locked I locked mine away in the backyard, dude. So it won't bother me. I'm in the city, so it's hard to lock them in the backyard. Um, so I'm sorry. What we oh, who we work for? We work for Chicago, but we haven't worked for them in a while. Um, Mid South, Deep South, uh, and my own company, Elite, pretty much keeps us real busy. And then all next year, we're working for Harley. Um, from January to June, we have any date that we want. So, um, That's weekends, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, hmm. Working on there is pretty fun because you don't have to work 
Um, you don't got to do a lot, man. You just got to get the, get the psychology down and tell the story and get out. The fans love it. They love it. They love pro wrestling down there. <laughs> it's so easy to work down there. So, and the boys try to keep the kayfabe. It's, you know, it's very important down there. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And they, the, the fans still believe in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we all believe in it, brother. <laughs> we all should, goddammit. It's, <laughs> it's still real it. to me, damn it. Yeah, it's still real to me, damn it. Well, <laughs> when you work up here and you work down there, uh, you'll, you'll know the difference that it's it's way more real down there. Yeah. So, it's funny. I, hey, you know what? I, I, I suspend my disbelief every day, and Good. there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. <laughs> because uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's the most beautiful form of artwork ever, ever, mankind's ever made. Sure. You know, it's if it's done properly, it can be a thing of beauty. And that's, that's why I've always been such a huge mark for Michael Modest. Yeah. Mike just did the shit right. Yeah. He, he's, he's a talent, man. And when you put it together with him, uh, it just happens. Like, you start, you start talking to him, what do you want to do? Oh, yeah, let's, let's do this, and let's do this, and we'll do this. It's so nonchalant, and the next thing you know, you're like, wow, okay, perfect. And it takes you no time to remember because you don't really need to remember a lot because it's just the psychology is there, and you go out there and you do it. And that's why he is so talented, you know, why he why he was talented, you know, why everyone wanted to, wanted to work with him. You know, that's the key is to be a guy that everybody wants to work with. It's a shame that he retired, though. Yeah, well, I know he's, he's working again. I just talked to him, geez, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. First time in a long time. So, is he working again? Yeah, he is actually. We actually really possibly bringing him out by our company. Um, oh, fucking a! Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to contact you after the show. Um, I'm yeah. going to need some contact info um, yeah, because very very low end. Uh, but I know he's he's trying to work again. I heard a little rumor that he's doing Portland wrestling too. He's helping that book. So mm-hmm. um, because uh, I have friends that run uh, a couple promotions down in the San Diego area. They're trying to, re, you know, try and, you know, get San Diego built up to, you know, so that there's an alternative to Gorilla down there in SoCal. Really? And, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, they would love to have Mike, Mike come down. And right, well, they should bring the Tomaselli's, too. I, I there you go. There you go. You never know. There you go. You never know who, who I can get you booked. Come on. Hear that? Independent workers out there. Come on to Rubber Guard. I'll get you booked. Yes, please. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I think uh, 2008 is going to be a year where we're not really, we're not going to do a lot of East Coast stuff. Uh, I'm going to stay pretty busy the first half of the year with um, uh, doing Harley's. Trying to trying to see what that is all about down there. We need to see you more in Chicago, brother. Yeah, we, we like Chicago. It's hard though with them. They um, their schedules usually fall on thing, other things that we have. You know, mm-hmm. we usually do their tournaments or their bigger weekend shows. When they do like the three days, that's usually when they when we get on. But we don't get to do a lot of them, so mm-hmm. it sucks. We we really enjoy working there. All, all their students are very respectful and very. They're all very good and they're very you know safe. They're they're solid. Shall yeah, we say. They're very, the, the, the training there is second to none. It's the best on the East Coast, and and it proves that their entire their entire company is, is trainees now. I mean everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's that's the goal of any company. I, I would assume that has a school to build it up to where, you know... They wouldn't have to bring in their own guys. Yeah, they're, 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 you know, the stars are the students, you know? Exactly. 
Well, we're talking about Chikara. How about Eddie Kingston? What do you think of Eddie? I love Eddie, man. Is there a better heel on the independent scene? <laughs> I don't think so, man. He we is had... such a dick, and he's oh. so believable. He, he, he's the best, man, and, and he's so funny. Everything he says is so harsh and so to the point, but it's so funny you can't stop laughing. Exactly. Uh, he's great, man. He's uh, If you watch back in the... Uh, he did a lot of commentary on our matches when we first turned heel. And if you go back on IWA and watch, and that's why they, we all joined up together, because he was just shit-talking. The place would be silent because we did something really awful, and he was just talking shit on the mic, you know, cutting everybody down. He's the best, man. He's, he's the most entertaining to watch. He's so stiff, and his matches are so believable, and he talks shit the whole time. You know, he's, I, I, love, I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a brilliant worker. Um, I see we went over Larry already. Uh, let me think here. Jeez, I'm racking my mind here. All right. If there were any in, in any any era, what tag team would you like to match up with the Saints? The Brainbusters. It would be kind of awkward because, like, we're both, we would both be heels, but... Mm-hmm. If we could if we could build to some type of heel versus heel dog collar match, that would be the ultimate match for us. <laughs> NWA style or WWF style? NWA style. There it is, brother. Uh, You're all right. And the other team I, would probably be the Hollywood Blondes. That would be ideal. They were a hell of a fucking team, weren't they? Oh man, the best six months of tag team wrestling ever. <laughs> oh man, the matches with Shane and and Steamboat were just. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Flair and Anderson, man. The clash match with Austin. Awesome. That whole little build-up with them calling them old. Flair for the old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. man. It was so great. That was that's why, that's why I always laugh when they said that, that they didn't, you know, they dropped the, they knew they dropped the ball to Austin, but he never gave them anything to see. You know, that, that was always their excuse, you know. Like, if you go back and watch that, man, he's on fire. Yeah. All, they, all they had to do was stick their head out the curtain and listen. Yeah, yeah, just let it go, man. <laughs> Don't like, even look. The wig and shit. Oh man, those were great. Oh. So yeah, that's those, those are the two tag teams that we just completely mark out for. <laughs> that's cool. A lot of our psychology is very brain busters. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, we're coming down to four minutes. So, um, I'm going to give... Is, is it already been two hours? Uh, we're only going one, brother. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're only going one. Uh, my my wife is taking me shopping, so we're only uh-huh. going an hour today. What She's do you I have no idea. But I do have a caller on the line. Oh, yeah? Yeah, let's see who this is. Caller? Who am Hello? I speaking with? Hello? Who am I Hello? speaking with? Brendan. Brendan? Yes. Uh, you're on the line with Vito Tomaselli. You have about two minutes. All right, I have two questions. First of all, what kind of fag goes shopping with his wife? Ah, cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fag goes shopping with his wife? Well, uh, he wasn't listening that, it, that basically you're gonna, she's buying it for you. Yeah, exactly. What a dick. Yeah, some people call just of us both. That's like me and my brother, so I can appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe you just like shitting in some upper tankers. That's, that's just as much fun. 
Well, we have uh, three minutes remaining. I'm going to give you the office to plug the living shit out of whatever you need to plug. All right, EliteProWrestling.com. You can go on there. Oh, my dogs are fighting. You can go on EliteProWrestling.com. You can go on MySpace.com backslash Vito Tomaselli. That's where you can get anything you want, anything you need, uh, Tomaselli's. Um, go on YouTube. You can just search Elite Pro Wrestling or Elite Pro News, all one word. Um, you see a lot of videos, a lot of, uh, of storylines, a lot of vignettes. We do all of our uh, ETV stuff all on YouTube. Um, and just pay attention to next year. It's going to be a big year for us. We're back in January. We're taking December off, which is always a good thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than that, look for us on St. Louis TV. We're going to be doing uh, a lot of that next year. So, and can't, you can't forget Smart Mark Video. Oh, Smart Mark Video. Uh, <laughs> RF Video. I, I like those guys, too. Those guys are great dudes, too. Uh, there you go. All right, buddy. Well, we have, uh, I'm going to keep you on the line. we got two minutes to go. I'm going to uh, split out my plugs and whatever. Sure. Uh, uh MySpace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. For anybody that's in the business, worker, the referee, I want you on the show, Bryce. We've got to get our calendars yeah. in, in, in sync. I want to get Bryce on here. But, uh, uh, he'll, he'll talk to you forever, too. He, he'd be a great interview. Yeah, I've heard him a few times. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So uh, MySpace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. F4WOnline.com. Come and join the Empire. Uh, WrestlingObserver.com, and that should be about it. Vito, thank you for your time, brother. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, it too. Really good interview, and hopefully we can have uh, more than one Tomaselli on the line next time. Oh, absolutely. They would love it, for sure. So, thank you. Cool. All righty, brother. You have a nice weekend, and uh, enjoy your December. Hey, you too. Let me make those DVDs out to you, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right. Bye now. All right. Bye, brother. And now, a word from our sponsor. Be sure to check out IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com. 299 single disc, 599 double disc. For all your Purasau, Lucha Libre, some MMA, a lot of classic stuff, obscure Japanese indies, a lot of indie sleaze. Once again, IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com.